Hello, everybody. Before we start today's episode, I am so excited to announce that we officially have a new sponsor of Simply Finance with Shane White, and that is Routine. Um, I actually had one of the founders of Routine on the podcast as one of my early on founder series episodes uh, back in 2020. And um, they are now officially the sponsor of Simply Finance with Shane White. So, so excited to announce them to all of you. Uh, routine was founded by a husband and wife with one simple goal, establish healthy routines for healthy lifestyles. The founders tried a lot of hydration and wellness supplements and found that most are full of sugar, synthetic ingredients, and were also made overseas in uncontrolled environments and didn't accomplish what they claimed to do. Instead of, in, in, sorry, instead of reinventing the wheel, uh, Routine looked to time-tested natural ingredients that generations of parents have trusted. They focused on creating products that keep those natural ingredients whole, but make them more convenient for our modern, busy lives. Their newest product is called Mo Morning Routine. Um, just so you know, when we sleep, we lose around a pound to a pound and a half of water, expelling vapors, sweat, etc. Each packet of morning routine, which they come in a single serve packet, little tear away packet you dump in water. Each packet contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and Himalayan sea salt. This combination has all six essential electrolytes and most importantly, no sugar. As I mentioned, it's just a one uh, serving tear packet that you dump in around 20 ounces of water. Um, they suggest you start your day with this. That's why it's called morning routine. And as always, routine is made up of trusted ingredients made convenient. The link to routine is in the show notes. If you want to just go and find that, click and it'll take you to their website. Or you can go to yourroutine.com. And as an offer from routine to all of my listeners, if you'd like to get 30%, which is a huge discount to start off, 30% off your first order at yourroutine.com. Or again, link in the show notes. At checkout, use code ShaneWhite30 to get 30% off. All right, everybody. Hope you guys check out Routine. Um, you know, as you all know, I normally always share with you guys brands, um, products that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I've talked about Robinhood, talked about Whoop in the past, and Routine is no different. Um, I do believe in what they're building. I love their products. Uh, morning Routine um, has been something that I've been taking and I've seen great results. I honestly just feel more energized. Um, I feel more hydrated, if that makes sense. Like I really do. Um, and so I think you guys will love the product. And as always, like I said, um, if you use Shane White 30, you can get 30% off your first order. So it's a great way to try out the product and see if it's something that you can enjoy. All right, everybody. The next episode is up right after this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. Today is a new type of episode, and I'm excited to bring it to you guys. This one is actually the idea of my beautiful wife. Um, we were about, let me think, about a week ago watching um, Shark Tank. So we we're one of the guests that I actually had on the podcast. I'm going to scroll back. It was one of my earliest founder series, uh, episode 55. 
I had Nick Hamburger on the podcast. And if you guys listen to that one, he is the founder and CEO of Huevos, which is a, they're a chip company, uh, but they're actually made out of egg whites and they have a proprietary formula. They're not baked, they're not fried and uh, really cool Chicago based company. And my wife and I were watching the episode. They were on last Friday. They, uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll walk you through, but they, a uh, long story short. And the reason why I'm doing this episode is they got a deal. And of course, if you guys have watched the show Shark Tank, you know that um, they, you know, go through a lot of questions, right? They're asking a lot of financial questions, a lot of questions about the brand, about distribution. And I thought because we have a lot of founders on here, and if you've been a a listener of this podcast, you now know that um, a lot of the questions I ask um, to founders and the stories that you've heard there are certain things that someone like me or anyone else who's interested in CPG and the food space specifically, there's things that you want to know and there's there's metrics that are really important. And I thought, what a better uh, new phase of this podcast in 2021 um, than to start a new series called Shark Tank Deals. And what I'm going to do, and this is really my wife's idea, is go through, uh, today we're going to go through Huevos' episode and their deal And really, at the end of this, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, whether it was a good deal or a bad deal. And uh, yeah, I just thought this would be a great way to kind of intermingle um, the founders coming on here there. We've had quite a few, actually, that have been on Shark Tank. And so I was like, well, it'd be fun to go through, do this. I'm a nerd. I like going through and uh, looking at valuations and understanding the trajectories of companies and whether whether this is a good deal or not, in my perspective. And really... Kelly, my wife, uh, her idea was just because we were watching the show. And of course, as they're like naming off statistics and financial information, I'm like, oh, ah, oh, wow, cool. And I'm like critiquing, critiquing, excuse me, and um, going through the through the goods and the bad parts of this. And my wife was just like, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, I know a lot about business, too. I just don't know how you know whether this is good or bad so quick. And I realized I'm like, well, yeah, that's probably just because this is partially what I do for a living. And um, I run these numbers in my head like a nerd. So I was like, well, this maybe would be a fun episode and could be, you know, if there's good feedback on this, I'd be happy to do more of these episodes. But um, we're just going to jump right in. So like I said, today is episode one of Shark Tank Deals, uh, a new series that I'm going to go through here in 2021 with Huevos. Uh, if you want to go back, I'll actually add the link to the Shark Tank episode online um, so you guys can watch it for yourself. Um, but I'll give you guys a little bit of a background. And I'll also link uh, the episode, episode 55, um, where I had Nick on the podcast if you want to hear more about Huevos um, and uh, try their product. So the two founders uh, walked into the Shark Tank and um, the they had a guest judge. The guest judge was Daniel Lubetsky who is actually the founder and executive chairman of Kind Snacks. And as a lot of you know, I work for a company called RX Bar. We sell, you know, protein bars and other protein-based products. And actually, you know, one of our big selling points is we're egg white-based as well. Um, But Daniel Lubitsky is, you know, to be honest, in the industry I work in, Kind Snacks and what he's done is kind of like the top of the pyramid. You look at like how big... They've grown that company to be, um, they're, you know, they're best in class when it comes to, you know, building a brand like this in the CPG space. So for them, this was a very interesting, 
uh, guest shark to have on the show. Um, I'll just kind of run through some of the stats to kick it off, and then we'll just dump, jump right into the negotiation and the deal. So they were explaining the product. Uh, Huevos has had four flavors when they filmed this. They filmed this in July. So at this point, you know, the, the way these episodes work, it takes a few months to go through the filming, the editing. Um, and what you actually see on the show, we actually heard this from a couple of my guests from the podcast who have been on Shark Tank, is that, um, you know, they condense the sh- your episode or your show, you know, the, the episode of Shark Tank itself is usually, you know, 30 minutes. And they usually have three different companies on there in one episode. So they're condensing, you know, your entire conversation in the tank down to 10 minutes. And all the founders I've had on here have said, you know, a lot of these times, this entire pitch, this entire conversation that you're watching the condensed version of is actually an hour and a half, maybe two plus hours of them standing up there answering questions and talking. So it's definitely you just see the highlights. Um, And what we saw is they said they have four flavors. They have 500 five star reviews online out of 800 reviews. They launched in 2018 um, with a Kickstarter, and they did $72,000 on the Kickstarter, which, um, you know, I don't have a ton of stats on the Kickstarter, but the reaction from the Sharks was that that's pretty good. Um, 2019 was their first full year in sales. Combined company-wide, they did $260,000. And I did a little math down here. On average, just so you guys know, that is close to $22,000 in sales a month. So launched in 2018 on Kickstarter, um, their first full calendar year in business, they were averaging around $22,000 in sales. Um, When they filmed this, again, it was July of of 2020, so this last July. And they said, you know, so this is also a few months into the COVID pandemic. They had done around $660,000 through the first three months of the year. And on average, uh, that is right around $94,000 a month in sales through uh, the first seven months of the year. So they went from you know $22,000 a month to almost $95,000 a month um, from 2019 to 2020. That's what we call a run rate. And year over year on a monthly basis, that $94,000 compared to that $22,000, that's a 335% uh growth rate year over year on a monthly basis. So an incredible trajectory they're on, right? Um, And the pace that they said they were growing sales at uh, was going to land them the end of 2020. Again, that was a forecasted number and we don't know where they actually ended up. They said they're going to end the year at about $1.3 million, which that's actually about $20,000 higher than their run rate was per month in in, in uh, through the first seven months. So that if they actually did 1.3 million, that means their average monthly sales for 2020 were right around $108,000. If you compare that to 2019, where they averaged $22,000 a month, uh, that's roughly, f- well, not roughly, it's exactly, which I thought was funny. So when they when they estimated this, they, they used a very nice even around number they got to uh, that's a 400% year over year growth rate which is phenomenal for Quavos. Um and then one of the things that I like to take a step back and look at and this is something I learned uh heavily at RX is one of the first questions from uh, Mark Cuban was okay just give us a breakdown of you know what was your percentage online versus what was your percent of those sales in store this year. They said that, you know, the $660,000, roughly 80% of that was online, 20% of that was in retail. Um, I know personally they're on Amazon. They have their own direct consumer website, so just huevos.com. So 80% 
of that 666,000 was online, which is phenomenal. And they're in four, they were in, said they were in 400 stores. So that's great for a number of reasons. Number one, um, growing 400% year over year in the year of, you know, the COVID pandemic, number one is phenomenal. That's, that means that the things that you set up before COVID and the platforms you were on, the trajectories that you had set up are working successfully. And it's also really important to know um, for the sharks and honestly for all of you that for them to be growing that fast without getting major distribution. So there's two things, two ways to think about, you know, the way these companies can grow in this form and this quick. Um, one is doing a lot of the right things and growing that what's called the flywheel online. So we're not going to get into that today, how that what that really means, but look it up or I can do another episode in the future. But you're basically increasing the daily number of orders day over day by doing marketing, by potentially doing promotions and driving the flywheel to increase sales online. The other way companies go in here and explain their growth year over year is by explaining that they got new distribution. So let's say you did, you know, in their example, they did $260,000 in 2019. And then the next year, maybe they got into Target. And now they're saying, well, we're going to finish the year at $660,000. Getting into something like Target is a huge accomplishment. But also the expectation obviously is that you will, your, your sales should be growing because you got, you opened up a bunch of new doors is what it's called. So new distribution or new doors. So if you went from 400 doors and you got into all of the targets across the country, obviously your door count or the amount of, you know, stores you're physically selling huevos in will skyrocket. And as you continue to do that, that's also how businesses obviously grow their um, yearly revenue numbers. Okay. So that's kind of like the lay of the land. Um, then they went into some questions. So they found, they said that their, uh, their cost per bag is 83 cents, which was a little high. And I think part of that is because of their proprietary formula. They have an indirect price to distributors at $1.50 and online they sell between $2.50 and $3 a bag. Pretty healthy margins. I will say, um, these margins are healthy. Um, and they're not as good as, especially just like this is just top line sales versus cost of goods. Um, they're a little bit lower than I would say a lot of brands are in this industry standard. Um, but what I will say is that um, there's a reason for that reason, reason being that they have a proprietary way of making their chips. They're currently making them themselves. So they have their own production facility. They haven't partnered with a, um, what's called a co-packer, someone who is specialized in making, you know, this type of product. Um, and that's because this type of product's not really on the market anywhere else. So their costs are a little high today, but they do believe that they can get those down over time and especially ramping up with a, um, you know, a co-packer. They have raised money before. They've raised about $1.6 million in funding, which is a lot, right? That's more than they have actually sold in revenue in a given year. Um, and the leader there was Kraft Heinz. They were actually in Kraft's incubator program. Um, they're saying right now that they're doing um, around a, a $20,000 a month in um, online marketing. And then he went on to say they're doing around $90,000 in online sales. So great ROAS, which makes sense. But now that I'm thinking back, he must have meant on a yearly basis basis instead of a monthly. Let's skip over the marketing piece because that, that's interesting to know. They asked that primarily to know what their ROAS is. So they're trying to understand is this a product that they're 
they're able to convert easily online, which the answer to this was yes. So don't worry about the physical numbers. The fact of the matter is this, this type of product is selling well online. And then they were open and honest. The founder said that they're hoping to sell the company in the next three to five years. And the reason being for that is that in the food industry, which you do see this quite a bit, um, if you're a brand who holds on for too long and you build something that is taking over market share, either A, you want com major companies, big companies like a craft, for example, want to buy you out or they try to crush you with their own innovation that can copy you. Not always the case, but interesting to hear that from them. They're two young guys and they're already thinking about that. So we went through the financials. We went through the trajectory of the business now and a little bit more of the background of their costs. So they walked in and the, what's the deal they asked for? So they asked for $200,000 for a 5% equity stake in the company. If you look at that $200,000 for 5%, that they walked in expecting a $4 million valuation. So this is where to me, this is fun. This is where, depending on your method, depending on who you are, depending on what you care about the most, valuations are not black and white. I think that's one very big misconception that uh, you could you see, obviously, in the Shark Tank is valuations are, that's where all the fun in negotiating comes in with M&A um, or mergers and acquisitions is there's obviously metrics that everyone knows how to use and are important, but at the end of the day, it's not just black and white and there's never a deal that's just black and white. So they walk in, they're asking for $200,000 for 5%. That values the company at $4 million. What I like to look at, um, because obviously on the show, they give you a little information. You're not going to get their full P&L and understand their cost structure and their profitability and all that fun stuff. So I minimally like to look at what I just call their sales multiple. And their sales multiple is just their valuation. So they walked in asking for $4 million. And in 2020, they expected in the year with 1.3 million in top line sales. So just take the four divided by the 1.3. That gets you a 3.08 sales multiple ask. So just remember, that's what they walked in with. That's just their, that's what they want to start the negotiation at. They walk in with that. Um, they ended up getting two offers, one from uh, Mr. Wonderful and as always, he likes to throw in this concept of a royalty. And the reason for that is then he starts making money back on his investment the first day he makes the deal with them. So royalties, they're not necessarily a bad thing, but everyone kind of goes, Ugh. they get a little gringy when he says, I want to do a royalty deal because it's just taking, it's basically having a, a fixed cost um, for your PL, right? In every single bag you sell, it's just something, it's kind of like adding another subscription service. It's just something that's stuck in your monthly budget. That's going to keep coming out. So for them, you know, cost them 83 cents a bag. He's asking for an additional 10 cents per bag and royalties. That's it's a steep ask. It really is. You think about that at scale. Um, he did say though, that he would give them the $200,000 with a 10% royalty, but he only wanted 2% equity. So what's interesting is, um, you know, you got to kind of do some math here and, and factor in your perspective on his royalty deal with the 200K, but with less equity. It's not a horrible offer, but the royalty thing, especially um, for these guys, you could tell that's something they weren't crazy fond about getting into. Now, he's done some deals in food, so he would be a good one to get involved with. with. But then they went to the next one uh, and Daniel came in. Daniel Lubitsky, the guest shark who is the founder and chief executive um, of kind bar 
said he'll also give the 200K, but he wanted a 10% equity stake in the company. So what's important about that right off the bat? And this is where when you're in the tank as a founder, I'd, I'd be curious to know like how much time you have to do the math. Can you pull your phone out? What can you do? Um, so what he basically just did is he halved or cut in half their valuation, right? They walked in wanting $200,000 at 5%. And by the way, as I walk through this, I know I'm talking about a lot of numbers, which might be hard to follow along in a podcast. I'm going to post the math and just all the behind the scenes piece here that I wrote out in a little analysis um, in the, I'm actually going to put it in the COVID stock market rebound tracker file link, which is in the show notes in there. I have tabs at the bottom of the Google sheet which has, you know, I'll call this, you know, episode 108. And I'll just put this in there for you guys. So you can at least walk through my math and hopefully get a little understanding of the way I looked at this. Um, or, you know, the be- better thing to do would be to pull that up while you list- you're listening. And you can kind of follow along. Um, but yeah, so Daniel said, hey, I'll give you the 200K you're asking for, but I want double the equity. So instead of five, I want 10%. You know, 200K at 10%, that actually makes their valuation only 2 million. So again, they walked in wanting four million. He's saying the valuation now would be two million, and um, that sales multiple. So the two million divided by what they're going to finish twenty twenty at, which is one point three million in sales, is one point five. So they they obviously have took their valuation, cut it in half, took their sales multiple, cut it in half, and um, they went back and forth. They countered back and said, "We'll let you keep the ten percent equity." but we want $300,000. So now they're playing the same game. They're up in the valuation back. They're saying, okay, instead of 4 million, you're saying our valuation's at 2 million. Let's meet in the middle and we'll say, we'll give you more equity. So you'll own a bigger piece of the pie. You'll own more of our company, but let's meet in the middle and say our valuation is 300,000. And they also asked for an additional $200,000 in a line of credit. What's powerful there is then you have an investor, someone who's who is invested in making your company win and be successful, letting you borrow the money versus having to go to a bank and convince them, right? So getting a line of credit, it's an interesting play. It's an interesting angle. Um, It just kind of having a safety net there that they can use if they need to order more inventory, if they need to hire some people, whatever it may be. Um, It's an interesting ad that it's a good way, in my opinion, that, that they didn't lead with that, but they use it as a counter back um, once they're in the tank, once they get excitement around their product. I thought that was a fantastic move um, by the by the guys at Cuevos. They went back and forth. They decided to not go back uh, with Mr. Wonderful's deal. You could kind of tell that one they weren't very psyched about. But, you know, getting Daniel on board would be huge. So they came back. They, I, I don't actually remember the counter they went back. It was um, slightly different, but they ended up agreeing with Daniel on his initial offer, they said, Hey, what if we just do 200 K what we initially walked in here at, we'll give you the additional 5% equity. So valuing the company at $2 million, but we also want that 200 K line of credit. He was, cause he was not a, he was not a fan of going up in the valuation. He really felt like 2 million was the fair valuation. So they took the deal. They got Daniel Lubitsky. Um, you know, to me, in my opinion, I'll go through my takeaways here in a second. He that was a huge win for them to get him specifically out of the Shark Tank, and um, so they got a deal. They got 200k. They gave up 10% of their equity, but they also gained a $200,000 line of credit. So my takeaways: their sales multiple ended up they end up walking away with a 1.5. Um, just off the bat, 
that felt really low to me. And that and the reason for that is because of their online and offline split. To have 80% of your on of your sales be online to in today's world is a really powerful position to be in, especially for a brand, a brand that has an exciting, innovative um, you know, um item or items and drew that much excitement in the tank. Um, I think they probably could have pushed for more. They obviously tried and it didn't end up working out. So um, that would be the only piece of this that I think maybe they got screwed out of a little bit. I think their sales multiple was a little low. If they would have been higher on the in-store retail side versus online, then I think the 1.5 was fair. I do believe they probably should have been more in that two and a half to three and a half sales multiple range. Um, and, you know, sales multiple, it's a little rough because what you, we don't get to see, and I'm sure they talked about it in there because you have to share a lot of information when you go in the Shark Tank, is a little more of their profit and margin structure. So a little bit more of their back-end costs, well, how it, much it costs to run their business. Um, so there could be information that I'm not fully aware of that really drew that valuation down and the reason he didn't want to go above two. Most likely that is the biggest driver and why they decided to go with this deal. Um, that's why usually when you evaluate companies, you look at... Um, you look at their EBITDA, which is really their, it's their, their profit before you pay interest taxes, um, and depreciation amortization. So that's a, there's a normal way to value a company that we didn't do here. Um, cause we don't have that information, but the sales multiple is a little low. Um, their growth, their growth, like I said, such a huge opportunity for them, especially with Daniel. Um, I think Daniel jumped on this specifically because of he, well, first of all, he liked the product. He was really impressed with the founders and understood their vision. And then I think their online offline split was a huge win. He got a fantastic deal for $200,000 to have a 10th of this company and his knowledge, his industry experience, his know-how into how to do things properly and to avoid doing things in the incorrect way is going to be, I mean, it's going to be an, an enormous play for Huevos. And I think they both will be very, you know, you know, this will pay off for both of them. Um, he, they couldn't have gotten a better shark. Like I basically to build off what I just said, you know, I think they may have gave, given a little bit on the sales multiple, but by gaining a $200,000 line of credit and honestly, by getting Daniel on board as an investor mentor, they are going to avoid some of the huge disasters that can happen to a food CPG company. And the value he brings to a young Quavos team is invaluable. Uh, I think they honestly got the best shark for this product. And that's huge. So the outcome of this deal, did they get the best deal? No, I mean, their valuation was a little low in my opinion. Um, but they got the best investor they could. And that I think is going to play so well for them in the future. Overall, good deal. I think this is a good deal for Huevos. It's number one, it's going to just elevate their game and help them get potentially into doors they couldn't have gotten into having Daniel as a, as a potential, you know, face of the investors, um, to help them propel them into distribution. Now that they've got a great online base and they're turning that flywheel is going to be huge. And, um, I think being on shark tank, showing their smarts in the tank and getting this deal also just gave them great press, hopefully gave them a great trajectory out of the tank. And then things like this happen, right? Like I'm doing this podcast about them and I'm going to post this and hopefully get them some more, um, some more, uh, yeah, people looking at the product, more people trying the product. Um, if you want to try Huevos, it's, uh, I actually still need to try it. I have not, you know, since COVID hit, don't go to a lot of stores that carry them. 
um, and need to buy some online. So I'm going to look to do that. If you would like to do that, I do have a link to Huevos in the show notes. Um, and then again, if you want to go to the COVID stock market rebound tracker, I have my math broken out so that you can check it out. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This was fun for me. I love doing this stuff. I nerd out on looking into companies and their valuations and whether it was a good deal or not. And again, this is my opinion. I would love to hear if anyone has their thoughts on the deal. Uh, if you go back and watch the episode, uh, it's interesting to see how well, in my opinion, how well it did. They were very impressive and the Sharks really love their pitch, their product, and their smarts behind what they're doing. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you guys all have a fantastic day and I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with another episode in the coming week. And I, as always, appreciate you guys listening. If you could leave a review or share this episode with your friends, that is what helps this podcast grow. All right, everybody. I will talk to you soon and stay safe. See everybody.